What up, my empowered souls? You are rocking with your girl, Christina Garcia, your ultimate hype girl and spiritual coach. I am so grateful that you are rocking it here with me today. If this is your first time, welcome. I am embracing you with a big old hug. Even if you're not a hugger, I'm a big hugger, so you're getting a hug. This is a place and a space where we share impactful conversations in everything that we deal with in life that involves healing. And anything that I can do and people that I have on here can do to really just lift you up and give you some insight on life, change your perspective, and just question where you are to provoke change and challenge and opportunity. If you are returning, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment or subscribe if you're on iTunes and follow me if you're on any other platform. So it's going to look a little different today. Usually I have a powerhouse guest with me and I just think it's really important to have moments of reflection and whenever I'm getting downloads, I would love the opportunity to share it with you guys because chances are if it's something that I'm struggling with in my life and I'm having revelations on, there has to be somebody else out there that might resonate. And for that reason, I'm more than willing to put myself out there in pure vulnerability and honesty so that I can hopefully help someone else. And that's what this is all about, right, is creating change and supporting one another through this journey of life. Because as we know, doing anything on our own is that much harder when we decide to lean into support, when we decide to allow other people in. It allows us to expand deeper and to learn more, not just about ourselves, but about other people and connection. Oh my God, I am just realizing in this last few months of 2021 that connection is everything. It is everything. And I will get into that here in a little bit, but what really brought me to this space to talk to you guys is self-love. Now, Self-love is something that I have struggled on and off with for my entire life. It shows up in my relationships. It shows up how much I give up of myself to other people and how it backfires. When you give so much of yourself, you become depleted when you don't know how to maintain that. And that is something that I have done. I find myself burnt out often because I'm just too busy worrying about taking care of everyone around me, knowing damn well now after healing that it's not fully my responsibility to do so, and taking on a lot of emotions and feelings and jobs that are not mine. Um, that's another healing point that we can talk about later as well. But when it comes to self-love and different attachments I've had in my life from doing inner child work, I know that codependency is a big locket <laughs> in, in that. And I've been doing a lot of work in recognizing when that's happening and creating space for myself to love myself more. 
And something I really want to bring up and share with you guys is it's an on and off thing for me. I think I'm getting better at it. But, you know, when I became a mom, I completely lost myself in the first year. And with that being said is I was more concerned about taking care of my son, naturally so, and my ex-husband at the time, that I really made room for myself. And working out was one thing that got me there because I solely got to do something for me and I got to see changes that I was making solely for myself and it felt good. But once that diminished, right, that's like putting a Band-Aid on top of another Band-Aid on a wound that's much deeper that I'm not letting breathe. Once I really ripped off that Band-Aid and I saw that there was this underlying narrative that I was telling myself over and over again by various things that I had went through growing up of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, And I think that's a lot of us. I think a lot of us can relate to that narrative, whether we hear it from someone else or we convince ourselves through different failures in our lives and holding judgments on ourselves and being so hard on ourselves that that is where we go with it. And we tell ourselves these things enough times, it becomes embedded in our subconscious, which if you don't know, our subconscious is 96% of how we behave, our habits, and what we think of ourselves, then if it's really tattooed on that part of our brain and we're functioning on that narrative without even thinking about it, it's a really dangerous place to be if you aren't doing the things that you need to do to recognize when and build an awareness around how it's happening and really getting to the root of it. So for me growing up, my stepdad was someone that I absolutely, I mean, I love him to death and respect him as all hell, but you know, I know that our parents only know what they know, which is why it's so important to do the work when you are a parent, especially nowadays, because there's so much more resources available now and awareness being brought in now than ever before. So we have the opportunity to change that. But my stepdad used to tell me, because I was a cocky teenager, you know, I I thought I was a shit, I thought I looked good, I was all into fashion, and he used to tell me to downplay my ego, Uh, there'll always be someone better than you, is what he used to say. And at the time, I understood exactly what that context meant. But fast forward now to my mid-30s and it played this narrative that I am not enough. I am not enough. And I got in a lot of trouble, as every teenager should. (laughs) And I was grounded a lot. I mean, a lot. (laughs) And being grounded and, you know, my dad telling me that I was always going to have someone in my life that was better than me. It didn't allow me to trust myself because it made me think that since I was always grounded and in trouble, that I can't trust myself in making good decisions. And so even now I find myself overanalyzing all the time. Give me a yes, girl, if you are an overanalyzer. 
I get to the point where I'm so wrapped up in my head that I can't make decisions. I cannot trust myself to make decisions because if I don't have a pure thought out plan, then forget it. I'm in analysis paralysis, baby, and I ain't doing shit. <laughs> so all of those bled into a lot of that trauma and then that also bleeds into self-love. It's like if you can't trust yourself, if you don't think you're worthy, if you don't think you're enough, that all is the same narrative of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I can't trust myself. And so over the last year, I've really done a lot of work to recognize what that looks like. And recently I joined a leadership slash healing intensive program. And there's a point where people love on you deeply, like on a level that is inexplainable. And as people are loving on me and giving me love and sharing what they see in me and what and how they see me and what they feel about me from just such an authentic place, I realized just how hard it was for me to hear these things because I could not believe the things that they were saying. I literally wept my eyes out and like fist in the mouth crying, bawling my eyes out when people were saying beautiful things about me because it was hard for me to wrap my mind around the idea that people really think of me in this beautiful way. And I think that is purely directly related to how much I love myself, right? Like, let that sink in. Like, ask yourself, like, when someone gives you a compliment, what do you do? Do you say thank you, acknowledge, and then know in your heart that that's true? Or do you deflect? Because I know for me, whenever I get compliments, I'm always like, oh my gosh, girl, no way. Like, you're also awesome or you're just as beautiful or, you know, I deflect. I give it right back. And so that just goes to show a level of discomfort that we have with receiving love. Which brings me to a whole nother topic. In um, March, we had, I held a summit with beautiful divine goddesses, Ilona Pamplona and Melissa Bates. If you guys don't follow them, oh my gosh, please follow them <laughs> on social media. I will list them in the in the comments so you guys can go back and see them. But they are spiritual beauties in my life that I respect and admire. And together we held a summit called the Soul Aligned uh, Spiritual Business Summit. And Melissa, she is a light language channeler. She gave this beautiful teaching on Universal Bank and the ability to receive abundance from the universe, receiving money, receiving happiness, receiving love, receiving joy. That's all part of the Universal Bank. And a lot of us wondered, like, why do we have stops in receiving the things that we really want? And she made the most profound statement. And it was the concept that if you are not receiving everything you want from the universe, it's a direct relationship to how much you're able to receive love, not just from others, but from yourself. Let that sink in. 
How much abundance that the universe blesses you with is a direct relation to how easy and how much you allow love to pour in from others and yourself. Because here's the thing. If you cannot receive love from outside of you and you don't know how to give it to you, how can the universe direct the abundance in that fashion? I was mind blown, guys. And so as I am working through my own self-love issues and have de- have gone through certain exercises of being poured into with love and not being able to receive it, I really had to take a hard look at myself and think, how else am I not receiving love? How else am I not loving myself? And just to list some things, like I said, being a mother, right? Being a mother, it's easy to give yourself away. It's easy to put yourself last. I know plenty of mothers, including myself, who are the first to wake up in the morning and the last to go to bed at night. Why is that? Ask yourself why. What are you doing all day long? Probably giving yourself to everybody around you, whether you're an at-home mom or working mom. You're giving yourself and dispersing yourself all over the place. But where are you saving time for you? For me, one of the ways is my nutrition. When I was really like on this like fitness kick, like hardcore, I was like meal prepping, feeding myself, and then I went through a separation and a divorce. It lasted well the first, you know, few months, and then I decided to go gung-ho on my coaching business, like really gung-ho, and I gave it all I got. I started dedicating my life to my business, to being a single mom, to creating a new relationship, and working full time. (laughs) And more and more time passed, I put myself less and less first. It would be things as simple as waiting till three o'clock in the afternoon to eat my first meal. Anybody else do that? So I was like, accidentally intermittent fasting. (laughs) I didn't even want to intermittent fast, but like I was doing it because I was putting so many things above myself. And I'm grateful now that I have a partner that recognizes (laughs) and checks me and notices if I haven't cooked food or put anything in a microwave, you know, he calls me forward and he, you know, makes me sit down and eat, which is great. But that just goes to show how much self-love I have for me because have I been putting myself as a priority, that would not be an issue now, would it? (laughs) So curious to know if you do that yourself. So that's just one of the ways, right? And so I've been really intentional in the past month just to really listen to myself and really take notice of my body. Because another way I know that I'm not in self-love or active self-love for me is my energy level and how reactive I become in certain parts of the day. And we all know reactivity doesn't lead you anywhere, right? When we are reactive to things, 
it creates an emotional response that is usually unnecessary. Whereas if you take a second to sit back and think, and when you're well rested and well nourished and, you know, deep in self-love, you're able to not be reactive because you rationally and like cognitively think and are aware of your behaviors and you know that it's not necessary to lash out on anybody for anything, right? So for me, I know that not spending time with self makes me kind of toxic if I'm being honest with you. And that's not the person I want to be. So with all that being said, I know that self-love is so important. And it brings up this whole idea of where we're at also in this country. You know, there's so much judgment and fear and hate just circling around. And though I know that the roots of it are much deeper than anything that I could solve on a global level, I know that the true healing starts within oneself, right? It starts with us. It starts within our home. And creating unity within your space of living, your space of people closest to you, is how we create change. Because there's no way that you can heal yourself and not inspire others to do the same and in turn contribute to healing the universe, right? Again, it's that reciprocated energy that you give out that uh, universal bank that I was telling you that Melissa was telling us about. And it's very interesting when you think about it that way, right? Because a lot of us operate from either fear or love. Really, that's that's what it comes down to is either fear or love. And we're either operating in the lack of or an abundance of either or. And unfortunately, when we're acting in the root of fear, we think that it's keeping us safe, but what it's really doing is restricting us. I mean, even thinking of the word fear is like restricting, right? And we think it's what's keeping us safe, but it's really preventing us to live, preventing us to be courageous and bold, right? That's all the opposite of fear. And a lot of the times fear holds us back, you know, from loving, because we don't want to be hurt, we guard ourselves, we barricade ourselves in based on the hurts that we've experienced in the past instead of just looking it straight in the eye, whatever hurt you've gone through, peeling off the bandages, right? Because we tend to be people that layer bandages on bandages on bandages instead of allowing the wound to heal and really examining how it's gotten infected, properly treating it. And it's just easier. It's easier to just slap a band-aid over a traumatic wound or in this way, and a traumatic injury, right? So it's hard for us to envision if we don't understand or comprehend what that looks like ourselves. And that is what I'm talking about when it comes to self-love. Because when we're back in that hate and that fear state or judgment state, it all comes a place from unknown. It all comes from a place of what we think we know, but we don't know. And 
all that really is is a direct reflection of how well we know someone else's story, how connected are we to those people that we're judging or situations that we're placing judgment on. And it truly shows how well you know yourself because this is what I've discovered about me is the more time that I spend in the work of healing and self-discovery and really mastering who I am as a person and where I am and how I've gotten to where I've gotten and why I think the way I think, the more I'm able to have grace for others, the less judgy I become because I am hella messy. (laughs) Okay. My life is messy and I've been real fucked up to other people in my past. I've hurt a lot of people along the way and acknowledging that about myself, being responsible for everything that I have created up until this point gives me the space to hold that for others as well. To understand that even when they do or there are hateful things happening in the world, that there is an explanation. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but there is an explanation. And a lot of times, some of these things that happen, some of these judgments we place on others is all they know. And so it's up to us to create dialogue, to create spaces, to create conversations that welcome things with love, that welcome ideas and different viewpoints with compassion. And again, it just goes back down to self-love. And it's important to me to share that because as we all take minutes and times of our lives to pour back into ourselves, we then fill our cups, right? I'm sure you've heard this before and nothing I am saying in this podcast is nothing any of y'all have heard before. But I do believe that we all say things a little bit differently. We all have different ways that we experience certain things. And the way we explain it may land differently for one person than another. So the more we talk about it, the better, I think. And even if it's the same thing over and over again, it's still relevant. It's still ideas and awarenesses that we get to incorporate into our lives. And if someone, anyone, has something valuable in their heart to say, I say you go out there and do it. I say you go out there and let your voice be heard because you'll never know the impact you're making until you actually just do. So don't let that fear get in the way. (laughs) Speaking of fear. Oh, I forgot where I was, but I do know this, that we get to choose love and love is always the answer. And it starts with yourself. Oh, okay. Now I know what I was talking about. I was talking about filling your cup. So when you pour into your own self and you fill your own cup, it's easier to fill other people up because your cup is never ending. And when you notice it's being depleted, when you notice things in ways that you are emotionally acting or when you're really tired or energy is really low, when you start to take notice when that's happening, that's when you know your tank is low, when your cup is running on empty. 
And that's when you know you get to incorporate certain practices to, to love yourself. And some things I love to do is like take a luxurious bath with Epsom salts and lavender oil and, and candles. There are amazing crafts women out there who are making beautiful bath bombs infused with energy and crystals and different herbs that really juice you up. One of my favorites is Earth Angel Liz. You can find her on Instagram as well, but she makes incredible bath bombs that I absolutely love. And there's something about the energy that's put into these homemade items that really elevate your experience right? So that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, meditation is really important for me. I have to have a morning routine every morning that gets me jump started in my day. Waking up before my household gets up is a big deal. And there's a certain um, ritual. I'm not a religious person anymore, which is a whole nother conversation. But I do have a morning ritual that lets me get grounded in myself and lets me protect my energy and is the first way that I pour love into me. And that looks like uh, meditation, which is why I mentioned th this whole routine um, and journaling gratitude and then whatever downloads are coming to me. Because a lot of the times I don't think you've I don't know if you guys realize, but when you first wake up, it's when your mind is most fresh. It's like spent all this time in a different dimension, right? I think dreaming is a whole nother dimension. And so when you get up, your subconscious is just so bright. It's so ready and it's just firing. So I invite you to pay attention to that for yourself. When you wake up in the morning, what are the first raw thoughts you have? before you let anything in, because you'll be very, um, you'll be very excited when you let yourself tap into that. It's very interesting what comes to mind. And a lot of the times that's when my greatest ideas pop up in my mind. And I know that there's science behind that. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know that there's science behind that. So that's one of the ways, um, even just exercise, taking care of your body, nourishing yourself with yummy foods, finding something you love to do, whether it, and I, I usually like to uh, enforce like creative outlets, right? So dancing, painting, drawing, anything creative, pottery work. I mean, all these things contribute to self-love because you're investing time in doing something that's solely for you. And even if you're creating something for someone else, it's still something that you love to do that you're doing for others. And that's, that's important too. And maybe some will argue that, you know, that's not really self-love if you are doing it for other people, but there is joy to be found in us pursuing passions that are for other people, right? That's really what it comes down to. I think that's how you know too, you're not in the line in the right line of work when you're doing something that no longer gives you like inspiration to keep going because you're just like living the everyday to make that 
check at the end of the week or every other week. So yeah, I invite you to really explore what it looks like for yourself when you are in pure self-love. Are you really allowing yourself to be in self-love? Are you allowing yourself to accept compliments, to accept others loving you? Or are you blocking them in ways that you don't even realize? Because, you know, another way for me that I see it happening in my own life, in my own romantic relationship is expectation. Oh, expectation is a big one. Because when you expect a, someone to show up in a certain way, it's no longer love, right? It's like judgment. And as we know, judgment is usually tacked on to fear or something of the unknown to keep you safe. And that's what builds resentment, right? Judgment and fear and expectation build resentment. And we know that that is not where love operates. And so, you know, when it comes to how you are in relationships with your partner, what does that look like? Are you constantly in blame mode, blaming other people? And how can you be responsible for everything that's happening? Because once you do that, you redirect yourself to you. You have grace and then you create a space for self-love. Now, I'm making this sound so much easier than it really is because it is a daily work, y'all. It is a daily work. If you could only tap into my brain, you would see the amount of self-coaching that I have to do on a daily basis to really maneuver through the best part of me to understand that what really truly exists under all the layers of traumatic injuries and narratives and some people call it templates, some people call it stories, right? All these things that we've created over a span of time. Once you peel back all the layers, we're all the same beautiful beings of light just waiting to shine, waiting to envelop our love and our light onto others because that's what we do. That's humanity. And that's what's missing is the unity of that, the love of that. It's the core of that. So that's really what was on my heart. That's what I was downloading. And I would love, 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 love to have a conversation with anyone that this has resonated with leave it in the comments. You can DM me on Instagram. I did recently change my Instagram name. It is now lifecoach underscore yes girl thrive, which brings up such a fun, fun, interesting uh, fact that I get to drop a beautiful program that I have constructed my entire heart and soul into because I think healing can be very hard and it can look really scary. And a lot of us, like I said, don't want to do it. A lot of us avoid it. So I've created this six month program where you do a deep dive with either one-on-one or in a group environment to share your life, to dig deep with me and unravel healing in an authentic joyful and uh, generous way 
It's something that I believe in wholeheartedly. I think that we all have experiences that we can learn from because, you know, we all go through very similar things. Like I went through a divorce last year and many people go through divorces, but not one divorce looks the same. There may be similarities, but not one looks the same. Not one person that experiences specific emotions in it is exactly the same. And that's why I think when you're in a group of people who are willing to be open and vulnerable in a safe space and respected, it really allows you to dig deep. And that's where self-discovery comes through. That's where aha moments really happen when we share these experiences in pure vulnerability with one another. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I truly believe in, in that act of healing. And so just really excited about it. Long story short, that's why I went into changing my name on Instagram and also why it's just going to thrive because that is the name of the coaching program because you get to go from just surviving, living every day in and out to thriving. So we're reviving that part of your life and we all get the opportunity to do that. And so feel free to contact me with details about that. But yes, I'm plugging my own self into my own podcast. Okay. And I'm not even mad about it because I'm really excited about it. I'm really, really passionate about creating change and transformation in women's lives in a joyful way because it would not be a Christina Garcia Yes Girl Thrive Healing Program without some hype in it, some joy, some happiness, some energy, and we're going to bring that into some healing So I invite you to join the waitlist or hit me up on Instagram, or you can email me as well and start your healing journey and allow me to support you. And even if not, I'm just grateful that you've chosen to spend this last half an hour or so with me and listening to what I have to say and allow me a space to be completely vulnerable and open with you about my experiences and the different downloads I'm having. So with that being said, I'm so, so grateful that you've decided to spend your day with me and I look forward to connecting with you. My messages are always open and yeah, so until next time.